Hello, everyone. This is Micah Ness, and welcome to Silverline Behind the Frame, Episode 2. In this episode, I had the pleasure of spending an evening with two people that have really grown beyond just acquaintances and clients. They've really become dear friends, and it's because of some incredible experiences I've been able to have with these two people. And, and some say you become close friends with those with whom you go out and conquer hard things and grow through adversity. And we really have done just that with Heather and Brad from Heather's Choice. And through this time, we talk about how we met several years ago, which is an interesting chain of events in itself, um, but also some of the adventures we've been able to take along the way, including a 30-day trip down the Colorado River in the Grand Canyon, which is still to date one of the most incredible experiences I've been able to be a part of. It's, it was truly, truly amazing. So we dive into what that was all like. and But we also talk about entrepreneurship, which is a big part of how Silverline Films was founded, but also Heather's Choice, which is Meals for Adventuring. And so we get to dive into how that was formed, where the idea came from, and really what goes into creating it and growing it into the business that it is today. So I really hope you enjoy this episode, spending time with Heather and Brad from Heather's Choice. So we are here at the Hunt Expo in Salt Lake City, right? And we're getting to talk to the Brad and the Heather. <laughs> That's right. Which, which is the core of, or at least a part of the core of, of Heather's Choice, right? I mean, the boots on the ground in Alaska, right? Yeah. I don't think that people realize that I met Brad at a bar three days after starting Heather's Choice. Really? I didn't even it. know that. We like, met at the Long Branch Saloon. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Pretty fun. So nice. he's literally seen every step of this business except for like you know launching the website for the first time so brad doesn't get as much credit as he deserves in the building <laughs> of this business right yeah that's i mean seeing something from the beginning that's from concept to reality right and i'm sure i'm sure you've you've had to say this a lot of different times but the part that got you to jump in and launch this thing, what was that, that aha moment that was like, I need to do this because there's a need. What, what was, what was that? You know, it's, it's funny because a big part of that was a triple dog dare. <laughs> <laughs> so I had done, I bet you won't do it. <laughs> exactly. That, if you want me to do something, you tell me you, you won't. won't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a challenge. Back it up. Oh, yeah. Yep. I ain't backing down. Yep, exactly. <laughs> That's gotten me into all kinds of trouble. Mm, but yeah. I had a good friend of mine that I had rafted the Grand Canyon with multiple times. And he legitimately had seen my excitement for it. And he had tried the product and just been very encouraging. And at some point he said, you know, what's it going to take for you to turn this into a business? And I didn't know where to start. I had no idea what it took to manufacture a product. Yeah. So of course I'm like, well, I need a, a bigger dehydrator. So we drive to Cabela's and buy the biggest dehydrator they have. <laughs> then he's like, Oh, you need an EIN number and a business license and blah, 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 all kinds of jargon. I'm like, okay, here I go. Just kind of going through the motion. So I can't say I won't take any credit for like 
oh, I did all of this. It's It was legitimately a challenge mm-hmm. <laughs> and continues to be. Yeah. But obviously you had a, you had a passion in that that was already showing through to bring up that challenge, right? I mean, you'd already created some early products or, or ideas for food things. I mean, that was, that was obviously a, a, a starting point, right? Yeah. And it's been fun to tell people this weekend about it because when we had done a trip up in Denali National Park, this is probably in 2013, and this was actually one of my first legitimate backpacking trips. And we were doing a pack rafting trip that was about three or four days. And I remember being in grizzly bear country, you know, where the grizzly bears are the size yeah. of SUVs. Right. And I was sharing a tent with somebody and I watched him reach his whole hand into this mountain house bag and just get food <laughs> all over the cuff of his jacket. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. This is This is legitimately what's happening right now. And that was kind of the light bulb moment of there's got to be better quality food and it needs to come in a smaller package. <laughs> and I remember just right down that. to the practical. It's not just like we need a good food is like we need a better way to eat this food without getting slaughtered <laughs> by bears. Yes, that yeah. was definitely a big light bulb moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And I'm proud to say that we have the smallest packaging on the market all yep. because of that moment. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's and still with the long spoons, which just makes it that much more pleasurable to enjoy mm-hmm. this. Yeah, and 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 with you, Brad, what was your background with? I mean, with outdoors and that type of thing, and and this. I mean, seeing in earlier stages, but you didn't necessarily become as involved until later on, right? But you you obviously had some some outdoor experience going into that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I grew up. You know, in the outdoors, I grew up hunting and fishing, and uh, I was no stranger to the outdoors. But I, I also was not your typical, or stereotypical, I should say, Alaskan. Uh, because there's, have you ever heard of the Alaska factor? The term, the Alaska no, factor. No. It's it's a syndrome that uh, people who move to Alaska develop when they get around people who are way hard harder core than they are (laughs) and so they feel like they have to be doing this Uh, you know they have to be the the heli skier who uh who skis down to uh, a crevasse and then down climbs with ice axes and then skis out (laughs) like it's the hardest of the hardest core it's making it out to be like okay that means i gotta do this (laughs) right yep exactly so when i first moved to alaska i had a little bit of that syndrome uh-huh. Uh, which in, you know, in retrospect is, is pretty silly, but, uh, I always had outdoor experience, yeah. like I should say. And so when shortly before Heather and I met, uh, I had been invited to go on a 60 mile hike in the Wrangell mountain range with some mutual friends, uh, who were professional photographers and they were, they were doing some, some photography for you know, for work. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I went on this trip and it was unbelievable. Just so cool. Uh, the most remote and independent trip I had ever done. Mm. And, and that really kind of planted a seed for me for 
for those types of trips that were much more self-sufficient mm-hmm. and and way farther off of the road system uh because again growing up hunting and fishing was fantastic and uh and i learned so much but a lot of it was in colorado yeah. off of the road system where you weren't that far out of your comfort zone yeah i just yeah. want to piggyback off of that that i think that that's one of the benefits we have of doing business in Alaska is a mm-hmm. real appreciation for that sense of self-sufficiency. Yeah. Like I bet you have that from yeah. your experience of Lake Clark. And for I, sure. I don't want to generalize, but I, I do feel like that's exaggerated in Alaska mm-hmm. where you need to have a sense of self-sufficiency because there's not a lot of road access. There's not a lot of other people out there Yep, and it's just, it's just a little bit different. And I, yeah. I think that's a core foundation of the building of Heather's Choice is that need for self-sufficiency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And and I feel like that's, like you said, it's not something that everybody has to deal with all of the time. They're they're used to maybe maybe they grew up hunting and fishing, but it's not that it's not that extreme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you have a, a product that is built around having good quality food in an not necessarily an always an extreme situation. I mean, you can have it any time, but it's it's based on the premise that you're carrying that in. You want the best that you can for the least amount of weight, least amount of space, and the most convenience. And then you, it comes out with the 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 benefit of having good quality nutrition as well. I mean, that's not just it's not just the practical sense of carrying it. It's also fuel to keep doing what you're doing, like fuel for the adventure, right? Yeah. Well, I think that even your recent trip to ADAC is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Like it didn't have to be off the road system. It didn't even have to be away from, let's say, renting a condo or something like some people do an ADAC trip. But for you guys to be able to go and know like we have food in our pack that can last us for this whole 10 days or two weeks or whatever it is. And all we need is fresh water or filtered water. Yeah. Versus somebody going and depending on a grocery store or mm-hmm. a convenience store or a stove or a microwave. And I feel like that's a big gift that we can offer people is that little bit of self-sufficiency of, you know what? It's okay if I hop on a flight to Ecuador and I'm in a food desert, I'll still be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, yeah. I think you've had a lot of those experiences recently of being right. in food deserts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, it's such a different mentality when you can be self-sufficient and it gives you that much more confidence when you're going into somewhere that you're working with because you can way more or way less things are unobtainable because you can just you can just go and do and you can have the things that you need to make that happen right and and I feel like even the process probably of of building a business into that is knowing that you can be it prepared as best as you can to go into the unknown. I mean, what was, what was that kind of process like to go from this concept and this pre idea to make it into, or beginning to make it into something that was actually a viable product that you could then continue to grow and, and scale. Like yeah. how, how did you get it from just the idea then to, or I guess what was at least the initial kind of big movement that made it possible to be like, okay, I can sell this and, and people are going to buy it and I can, this is, this is real. (laughs) Yeah. For me, it's always been 
pretty dogged determination because I, I didn't have a transition where I already had a steady job. I was already an entrepreneur, a solopreneur at the time, which was a big difference in what we have now. But doing my own business and then starting my second own business was a pretty big uh, leap. And it did take probably two plus years before I let go of my first business to say, okay, this thing actually has legs to stand on. I can make a living wage from this and Mm -hmm. I'm going to go for it. But honestly, there was almost three, if not four years of me playing and legitimately just pursuing the passion as a fun hobby before it ever manifested into a viable, sellable product. And I, that's something that I think about a lot for people who now want to be entrepreneurs. Like you've got to have enough drive and passion to do this wholeheartedly without ever getting paid for a long time. Yeah. Like, I don't know how it is with you in film, but Mm -hmm. you've got to have quite a bit of an obsession with it before you should monetize it. Yeah. Because unfortunately, even now in growing the business, my obsession isn't it's no longer with dehydrating food. It's now, it's an obsession with learning how to run a business. Yeah. And yeah. I personally love that part because it doesn't get stale. Mm-hmm. Now I'm actively pursuing a new skill and that's mm-hmm. really gratifying. But man, I just, I feel like that's a little bit dangerous if you think that, hey, I picked up a new skill last week yeah. and I want to monetize <laughs> it next week. Good yeah. luck. <laughs> yeah, it does not it does not happen that fast and, and we talked to, to, to Christy about that as well. Just it's 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 that time and, and many years and time and, and and even I mean you can speak to that as, as well, Brad, of just the the other parts of the, the business, you know, and then Heather created this 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 product and the and then this food that's going out there, but then it has to be packaged properly. It has to be gotten into the hands of those that are distributing or selling or, or even the, the storefront. I mean, people don't realize that, Hey, I have a passion for something. I want to create something, but can you run a business? Like, can you make that part of it work as well? Cause it's not just creating something and that's fun. And everybody has a passion to do something, but you have to make it a business, right? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So, you know, similarly, Heather and I, uh, or excuse me, before I met Heather, I was, a, I was also a, n- somewhat new entrepreneur so i was an arborist and i was doing most of the work myself then as well shortly after no 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 let me me tell this story i'm already (laughs) messing up the story so brad and i met i had just started heather's choice and he's like oh i'm an arborist i'm like don't know what that is should i be impressed by that i don't know and he had said you know i think i want to start my own arbor care business and i said oh really and basically challenged him ah, just yeah. to turn it into a business. Challenge for a challenge there. Yeah, yep. exactly. So I she, was a pusher. Yeah. So she <laughs> bought me my first website yeah. for my uh, uh, for yes. my birthday. Yep. Um, so yeah, I take that back. Shortly after Heather is when I became an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and uh, and over about two years, uh, I was working for myself and. You know, just doing what I could to to make ends meet as well, while she was getting Heather's Choice off the ground doing her thing, and I would I would lend in wherever I could, and and even beyond that, once we both kind of became full time, I still didn't feel necessarily qualified 
to I I I have kind of intentionally kept myself out of being Brad of Heather's choice because <laughs> I I yeah. truly did not feel knowledgeable enough about what I was doing because I wasn't uh you know we we had taken this step into this kind of great unknown of not necessarily running a business because honestly, I think that if we both would have stuck with what we were doing before Heather's nutritional consulting and my, uh, Arbor care business, we would have done pretty well yeah. for ourselves individually. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, maybe even beyond that, you know, we probably could have had some pretty comfortable lifestyles once, you know, everything came full circle. Yeah. Um, yeah. but this was like a food business. Neither of us, you know, <laughs> neither of us yeah. were culinary people. Yeah. Neither uh, of us worked in restaurants, neither, really. Yeah, right? yeah I, right. I was a server a couple times. Yeah. You know, I've and, made coffee a couple yeah. times. Uh-huh. You know, like. yeah. Barista, check. check. Yeah, exactly. And so those uh, those complete unknowns were, they just really played with my psyche, my, my confidence. Mm-hmm. And so until I could confidently spout out either what I had learned from Heather or what I had learned on my own about nutrition or then, you know, about manufacturing in the food world, mm. I kind of kept quiet and I, I haven't tried to make too big of a deal about my involvement with the company because I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> I don't like being wrong. Yeah. You know, right. so. Right. And little, I think what people don't realize is that I might come up with the recipes and might kind of drive the the overall vision of the company, but it's really, really gratifying right now that Brad manages the manufacturing of the product. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're like, we're in really a good position right now as a couple owning a business together, mm-hmm. which like technically I still own the business and Brad is an employee, but working through building this business together we're able to see that I do a good job setting mm-hmm. big picture goals and objectives where Brad is really good at actually executing. Yeah. So saying, what are the HACCP plans we need? How much inventory? Who are we going to hire? How are we going to dra- train people? And for me, that's it's too much attention to detail. And I actually talked to your brother, Josiah, about this a little bit mm. where Josiah and I are kind of like, wave our hands and get everybody excited. <laughs> and you and Brad are yeah. like, wait, 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 wait. We need this. We need this. We need this. We need this. Have you even considered Details, 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 details. <laughs> I know. And Josiah and I just had a good laugh about that because you need both yeah. people. Yeah, But that's sure. definitely the dynamic we have. Mm-hmm. And it's it's great. I think it's been fantastic for our relationship because we know each other a lot better <laughs> getting to work together all the time yeah yeah <laughs> i don't get away with anything basically neither do i yeah yeah right we know i know you have someone well. that's watching your back and and but it's also it's it's cool because even for our relationship as well like you were saying with with uh, my brother and i we 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 are very different we see things very different but we we also know that each other has each other's back in the areas that we are not going to be as sharp on. I mean, just keeping keeping each other accountable, but also knowing that we both are invested t- to the same degree because we're both passionate about what we're doing in different capacities. We don't have to watch our back of that. Oh, is he doing what he like? 
you don't have to be worrying of, of are they going to do enough? You know, because we're, we're both in that position of also ownership, but also just being c- compelled to, to create this thing that we both want to, to see come about. And so it's it's really exciting when you can have someone that's close. And we talked about this as well with, with the Denims and how the whole family dynamic there, you can have a level of connection when you're working with someone that's also a partner that you can you can have a level of connection when you need to say, hey, you need to you can be real and no BS and just like, no, this is really what, what needs to, to change versus just an employee or someone you're partnered with in just a business and not relationally. That definitely makes a big difference. Yeah. There's a level of accountability that you'll never have with an employee Yeah, versus, you know, a significant other or a sibling or a yeah. parent. It's like, I'm not going to get rid of you. <laughs> <laughs> you're coming with me forever. And uh, you're like, a very direct reflection of the yeah. effort that I'm putting in. Yeah. And but it, it's yeah. nice. It's, it's a fragile thing though, too, because you also hear the, the horror stories of people working with family or relations or that kind of thing that can lead to when it's not built correctly and with a, a proper foundation or how you're establishing what, what the working situation is going to be or where you're going, you know, as long as that's a joint you know, a direction that you can both be bought into, then otherwise it can also lead to very, very unfortunate things as well. Just when you're working with family, I mean, it just, it it does lead a different dynamic, right? Yeah. And I feel like that's where Brad and I have been really fortunate because we're both so brand new to it. We both know if I act like I know what I'm talking about, he can call BS on it really fast. <laughs> he knows like we are learning at the exact same time. Yeah. And if we can't agree on something, we need to seek outside counsel on it because yeah. we basically have the same information and the same level of experience mm-hmm. and we might butt heads, but we're thankfully humble enough to get out there in the world and say, Hey, we can't agree on this. We yeah. don't know the right thing to do. Let's ask people that are way smarter than us and get through this pretty quickly. Yeah. Which has been, I think it's a hard lesson to learn, but it's a valuable one yeah. just to be able to admit, like, I have no idea what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. And it's it's not like it's only yeah. been one lesson. You sure. Know? It's happened yeah. time Daily. and time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it is a yeah. never ending it's, thing. It's a process. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where you are constantly having to check yourself. Mm-hmm. and and make a lot of mistakes and say a lot of things that you put your foot in your mouth for, <laughs> you yeah. know, or yeah. or you're like, you stick to your guns and you're like, no, yeah. I'm right. <laughs> you know, like, no, I know I'm right. Or like Heather said, you go seek outside counsel yeah. and then somebody tells me that I'm right, usually. <laughs> because ha. I'm always right. Ha. Yeah, that's right. Ha. No. <laughs> Yeah. And so it's, it's really exciting to see the, the changes. And so what, what has been, I guess, as you've seen the, the changes in the, in the growth of, of, of Heather's choice and kind of going into some, some different arenas and with different companies and, and, and partners in this process, um, what seems to be the, the main thing that, and maybe it's not just one thing, but what, what seems to be the most effective for growth for Heather's choice, as far as, getting people aware of what you guys are doing and also buying into the vision of, of where you want it to go. Like what is, what's kind of been that connection point that you've been able to have with people, whether it be the, 
the 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 face to face or the you know the the media that's put out or the the stories and the in the in the storytelling or that kind of thing or what what seems to be a good uh gauge of what connects with your audience the best you want to go first on that uh yeah uh i think honestly uh we we recently had a discussion about this actually and it for me it comes down to the education that people are already actively seeking out. Hmm. Um, it's not necessarily that we're like the newest thing on the market because honestly, I don't know, maybe one day we were, or, you know, yeah. the first podcast that Heather got onto. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were the newest thing on the market. Yeah. Uh, and that was before I was a part of we, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now I, I truly think that one thing that has continued to drive uh, traffic for us and and drive people to us is that we are providing legitimate knowledge or at least legitimate information for people to then decipher whether they want to believe it or not, um, or or uh, or fall just take our advice or not, or use our products or not. However you want to look at it, but. Just the, the, what Heather knows from a nutritional standpoint and has applied to the backcountry world mm-hmm. um, is, it's something that is very relevant to the, the times that we're in right now. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are actively seeking it out and, and that's been to our benefit and mm-hmm. hopefully to anybody who's heard what we've had to say. Sure. I would agree with that, that we're in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think any successful business, there is an element of timing to it. Yeah. And there's more and more people that are starting to get curious in this community that we're in of backcountry hunting, backcountry enthusiasts who are saying, what's the deal with gluten-free? What's up with dairy-free? What's an autoimmune condition? Why do my guts hurt after I eat this? There's there's an overall awareness yeah. that's coming to fruition, yeah. and I feel like we are in the right place at the right time to say, oh, you notice that if you eat a great big bowl of pasta, you don't actually feel that good afterwards. You know, here's why. And as yeah. an alternative, you could try this. Yeah. And there's an element of nutritional science to that Mm -hmm. that isn't just super hot and trendy yeah like we're educating as well yeah we're not just saying like oh keto's the hot thing right now let's go chase that nutritional trend Mm -hmm. like this is i believe that our nutritional foundation will last a lifetime yeah if you talk about balancing protein carbs and fats or you talk about whole foods or you talk about sustainably sourced proteins that's not going away. Yeah. And so that's nice to not feel as if we need to hop on any nutrition trend. Mm-hmm. Like we've got a pretty good foundation and it's my job to communicate that to the team, the investors, the customers, anybody so that everybody knows what we stand for. And right. That's, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and how is, uh, what's, what's the best medium to, to get that to them i mean is it the to find those people i mean you're you're able to connect people at these trade shows but also on a on a uh an online level or or what uh what's been the way to get access and get that information to 
to the people that that need to that are the consumers honestly i think that where we've seen the most success as a business is podcasts yeah this this right here because it's still staggering the number of people who come up to our booth at these events like western hunting expo and talk about how they saw us on the hunt harvest health podcast or gritty bowman or full draw and these are podcast interviews that are three plus years old but that was still their first introduction to us Mm -hmm. and so i feel like podcasting is one of the more powerful methods of exposure that we have Mm -hmm. and we try once we somebody's introduced to us if they do decide to engage with us on social media or email marketing or they follow our journal on our website then it's on us to continue the conversation sure but that initial exposure i do think comes mostly through podcasting yeah yeah and it it seems to be because because that that can affect someone so much personally as well with how their nutrition is how they're going to take on this trip that they're going to take take on and they need to be well prepared it's something that those types of people usually they're they're busy doing other things as well you're planning and preparing and and even with a, a podcast i mean you're you're able to consume in audio, I mean that's one of the reasons that I enjoy listening to those as well. Is you just get to to delve into what people are about more so than just what they're putting on a website or just what they're saying, you know, on social media. You get to hear a deeper feel for what the company is about and how and why they really believe and and put out what they do because you can you can have that discussion with them or hearing about the discussion with somebody else. And I think that's that's really powerful isn't that kind of why you got into video was just being able to tell that story in a very clear manner (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it it, that's because it comes down to that communication piece because granted you you capture visuals but the what we strive to do and what we do is is capturing uh, an experience and it's not just it's not just visuals it's a visual experience so you're 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 experiencing that through all of your your senses you know at this time it's 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 sight and sound and and there's you know in the future it's going to be exciting to see the more you know getting the the smell and taste and feel i mean there's there's other experiences that are coming and and some people do that but i mean it's just it's such a uh, an interesting thing that you can you can get a message across that can be so impactful and that's that's why we do that yeah i mean there i i think there's a it's for me personally it's obvious when i listen to a podcast where someone is here in person Mm -hmm. like we are now and we're looking face to face versus someone who's doing a podcast not just because of sound quality but uh versus someone who's uh doing a podcast uh, over the phone yeah, or, you know, Skype you know, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and so not just because of audio quality, but because you can hear people's expressions. Yeah. Right. And so years ago we went to, a uh, this, I don't know what you call it, a class or a, a course in Washington, uh, at a, fa- a manufacturing facility that practices the art of, or the practice <laughs> Practices the practice of uh, uh, <laughs> Kaizen. Have you ever heard of that before? No. Okay, so it's a, a Japanese... Uh, I'm going to do a really bad uh, <laughs> summary of what it is, but it's basically... I you it, speak in, China, in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's hear this. Yeah, exactly. Kaizen. Yeah. 
There, there it was. There it was. Uh, yeah. No, but it's basically a, a a form of eliminating waste. It's mm. it's a you incorporate it into your routines and your lifestyle, your business, whatever it is. But the whole point is to eliminate waste in all forms, whether it's wasting money or time or materials or whatever it is. Mm. And so this, we went to this this manufacturing facility that. Uh, a couple times a year allows people to come in. They do this tour and they explain the benefits of using this uh, philosophy, I guess I could mm-hmm. say. FaceTime. That's where you're going. FaceTime. Thank you very much. <laughs> See, this is the benefit There's a of connection. Work. Yes. This is the benefit of work. You so, saw her. One of the reasons that uh, this, this man was like, hey, we do not email. I do not do email. If anybody wants to talk to me, I don't even take calls. If they want to call me, we FaceTime because I want to see your face when I'm talking to you because immediately I can tell whether you're happy or not. Yeah. Like we can truly communicate Mm -hmm. and not just through words or writing or whatever it is. Um, it is probably the most pure form of communication yeah. is being able to truly see someone, the way someone is reacting about yeah. something. Well, what is it? Isn't it 80% of communication is through body language or something crazy like that, yeah. which is what video can capture the audio can't. Yeah. But yeah. I, I do agree. And that's what's valuable about coming to these shows. It's wicked expensive. It's a ton of effort. It's a lot of work to come yeah. and engage with, let's say, 10,000 potential customers, but actually seeing them taste the food and seeing their reaction yeah. is yeah. gives us a lot to work with mm-hmm. of, oh, 80% of the people thought it was bland or 90% thought it was too spicy. doesn't matter. It's really validating for us mm. to see somebody's physical expression once they actually get to taste the food. Yeah. And that gives us... A lot. It gives, yeah, yeah, good Mm -hmm. or bad. Yeah, it is immediate. Yeah, right. Yes. (laughs) Versus, you know, you hear about like the internet trolls and stuff like that, where you know we've also had experiences where people, excuse me, people have had had experiences where they weren't necessarily pleased with what they had received from us, Mm -hmm. and through email, it's a whole lot easier to communicate your dissatisfaction. (laughs) Than when you're looking somebody yeah. in the eye, and yeah. not to say that we don't want to hear that, right? But but it's very easy to be uh, rude yeah. or or uh, over the top, yeah. I guess, when you're not truly yeah. looking somebody in the eye. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, and and vice versa. It's also it's it's because of that. It's also been nice to see those same people in person yeah. and say, hey, we got we got your your message yeah and we want you to try it again and i want to see you yeah try it again yeah and they're like holy cow like yeah thank you for for <laughs> listening yeah you know it's yeah. the gratitude is truly there yeah so that's, that's huge because nice. because they're the they're the end consumer obviously that's that's what you're developing this product for you want to you know you can't you can't please everybody, but you do need to have a pulse of what the outside view is of, of your products and how, how they're receiving that because you want them to have that genuine great experience when they're out in the middle of nowhere or just on their 
their trip and you don't want that food thing to hold them back, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that would be the antithesis of what we're trying to do. Yeah. yeah. And these trade shows are a good way for us to do that. Yeah. 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 And we get to meet a lot of people in four days and have a lot of conversations and, and hear about a lot of experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of experiences, what, uh, obviously you've both had your fair share of, of, of fun experiences along the way. I mean, we, we spent 30 days on the river in the yeah, Grand let's Canyon. Not glass over the time we got to hang out for a <laughs> this, month. We, we've spent some time developing this relationship. It was, I mean, it, it's been, it was sporadic for a little while. And even when I first actually met Heather in person, I mean, we, we actually connected through a, a, a mutual friend in Idaho and initially it was more so on just the business side of just, I mean, we were in a networking group and it's like, yeah, you should connect with this, this uh, friend of mine. I knew her from Boulder back in like college and stuff. And, and she's coming up with this new like product and food and things. And like you do video and uh, like, maybe you guys can do something. I don't know. It'd be cool. You're in the outdoors. And she just happened to be driving through literally, I think it was the next week or, I mean, it was, it was fairly soon after we talked the first time. It was like, well, I'm actually in Utah adventuring and doing cool stuff cool shit and stuff and i'm just like oh i'm gonna be driving through idaho why don't we swing by i need to i mean we can talk and and into well not even really talking we just went right into like let's do this video (laughs) that was that was the kickstarter video that was the bulk of that footage was a first time i think i rolled up at eight o'clock at night at a campsite yeah yeah in redfish or yeah no it was was redfish well outside of stanley redfish lake that's that's the campsite i was like hi (laughs) Here we are. We're here. I'm I brought food. Camping with you guys, <laughs> and we're going hiking tomorrow. Yeah, and it's just evolved since then. And it's yeah. been so fun. And and even on that hike is when I first heard about this this legendary experience on the Grand Canyon that seems oh, so really? so un. I mean, I'd I'd literally the only version I had heard of this was that guides take people on this and it's impossible to get on because you have to pay crazy money. You got to draw this person. It's like, that's all the experience I knew of just like the craziest boaters go on there. Cause it's just like nonstop five class water, the whole thing. <laughs> and it's like, no, you can't even like, I just never even thought it was possible. And they started talking. He's like, Oh, I've been on the Grand Canyon like three or four times. And I was like, <laughs> really? I mean, that's a, that's a thing. And, and she had a, you know, was planning trips coming up and it just like, and then, Fast forward another, I don't know, year or plus beyond that when we finished the Kickstarter and that was successful and started like getting going and picking up some steam. And then, um, I mean, and that then involved we decided both. to take a month off on Brad's Grand Canyon <laughs> permit. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> oh, you're, that you're is still, welcome. that is still my, my top level trip. No to way. This, yeah. Of I mean, all I, the things I've got to done. do a lot of cool things, but the thing is, I think that makes it so unique is yes, the adventure Yes, the people. Yes, all all of that was surprisingly worked out really well. I mean, you go with a bunch of strangers and end up great friends at the end of the trip, and you don't want to rip anybody's head off, at least not right away. And <laughs> just maybe not all day, not all, all the day, way. every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but what was really genuine for me is the fact that I was able to completely shut off and 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 being a, an entrepreneur and business starter and and, and launcher like my brother and I have done and what you guys have done as well. Like those moments when you can actually disconnect because it's hard. I mean, I I don't, I don't 
regret that I can't disconnect because I enjoy the connection and what I'm doing all of the time. I don't, I don't regret not being able to, to do other things. Cause I honestly enjoy every day I get to go into work, mm-hmm. but when your, your body and your mind just be able, is able to, to disconnect and knowing that you, you don't have cell phone connection, you're in the middle of a Canyon. There's no way to, to have a pulse really on that stuff. And, and you're okay with that. And it's honestly, your, your mind can relax and, and just go to a place that is, is honestly care, carefree in a sense. I mean, you have to, you have to be mindful on what you're doing adventure wise. You don't, don't fall in the river and die <laughs> because it is a serious river. It's a serious adventure, but just the way that you can, I mean, I think that's what was so meaningful to me is that like you take 30 days and like you have no choice, but to, be in that moment and not worry about what else is going on. Yeah, I would echo that and saying that I've been really fortunate to do a couple Grand Canyon trips since starting Heather's Choice. And it's a good reminder of the things that we allow to become a big deal or that we allow to become really urgent. And all of a sudden you, you force yourself to take care of things and you force yourself to take a break and say, everything can wait. And you realize yeah, 98% of things can wait. Yeah. And I I feel like that's a really dangerous thing for entrepreneurs is to act as if everything is urgent. Yeah. And you find yourself in a really bad spot. I mean, we had mm-hmm. that conversation a couple nights ago of, okay, we need to do a better job of prioritizing and a not, not allowing the small, almost kind of easy things to rise to the top. And it's almost like playing whack-a-mole. Like, I can yeah. get these, these things done, but they're not actually that important. I just yeah. feel this sense of... <laughs> Accomplishment. <laughs> yes. That I, <laughs> like, checked off my inbox, and now there's no unread emails. Yeah. You think whack-a-mole is funny, Brad? I just got the, <laughs> the mental image. <laughs> yep. Whack-a-mole. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though. It, yeah. it, mm-hmm. And I think that that's why you have to step back as an entrepreneur yeah. and say, what are the big things I actually need to get done in my business? Yeah. And be willing to tackle those and tackle them and then take a big fat break because you <laughs> took care of the important yeah. stuff. Yeah. You definitely need to reconnect. Yeah. You need, yeah. yeah. You need to reconnect and you also need to reward yourself. Mm-hmm. It's very, very easy. I, I think in life in general, but because we are business owners, as business owners, it's very easy to accomplish something and immediately say, okay, next, yeah. without reserving just that little bit of space yeah. for like pat on the back or like whatever you need to do to recognize that it was a job well done. Yeah. Uh, and, and that honestly, I think the Grand Canyon, in a, in a sense for us, even though it might have been an extreme job well done, it's like, well, <laughs> good luck. Hope you're here when I get back, business. You know, yeah. uh, but it it was a a, a reward for us yeah. that was like, okay, like we we can do this, and we've we've done a great job. And in addition, like this is the whole reason we're here. Yeah, you know, this is the whole reason the business exists. Uh, because this is why we create businesses. We create yeah. businesses around the things that we are passionate about. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And, that, and we keep reminding ourselves of that too. And when, when something comes up that may, you know, at the time it, 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 we look at it more as this is, 
this is the thing that we wanted to create this to allow us to do is to pursue those passions that we enjoy doing. And it's not always the best and most use, you know, best use of time or resource or that kind of thing to be, okay, is this a good business decision? Well, it could be, and it may get to that point, but you have to look at it in the grander scheme too of, of uh, your own mental health, the things that you're really wanting to build towards. Cause if it's just driving, 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 and then you're not, you're not getting to the point of actually enjoying that process. You're not just trying to get to that end game. Cause for us, we don't see that as like, this is the end game of this is the spot we need to get to. It's this whole process and it's, it's, it's going to continue to change and continue to grow. It's not just, Oh yeah. Once we get to that point, then we're, then we're good. We're, we're, we're done. Well, so can I ask Micah? Cause I feel like as somebody who's known you for a few years now, I consider you one of the hardest working people that I know. And it's, there's never a time that we get to see you that you're not working. <laughs> like that just doesn't exist. Uh, and so I do wonder for you and Josiah, what, what is the definition of success for you guys? Like at what mm-hmm. point or at what stretch are you like, yeah, this is it. This is what we've been working so hard for. Yeah. Or are you already there? And, and that's, and that it is a hard question because Honestly, we, we've we've continued to go along this path and haven't hardly taken the time to establish like this is this is where that point is because it's almost one of those things that it's we know where we're wanting to to go towards is to continue to to grow into a more of a full fledged production resource that we see other companies doing to where they there's not really a project they can't take on. You have a team that can accomplish things in, in, in very efficient manner. And you're not just trying to do everything yourselves. You know, we're still in that point of doing a lot of things ourselves. We're starting to, um, to be able to hire in people to, to take on certain aspects of the company. So we don't have to just do everything from start to finish. Um, but, the other side of it that I look at it and and when I take a step back and realize like where we are and where we've come from, um, we are at that point of where I honestly love what I do every single day. I, I, I love the, the things that we get to do and I have no, no regrets. I'm, I'm happy with the things that are coming along and it continues to grow and to, to build and change into different industries and that kind of thing. And, like if this, if it stayed like this and keeps going that way, like, I, I mean, I, I would be happy. I mean, it just, I'm, I keep coming back to being able to do something that you love every single day. I mean, that's, that's a win right there in my book. I mean, just being able to know that what I do for a living, what I do for, for day in and day out, even though people see it on the outside, it's like, oh, you're working all the time and just working hard. And it's like, I don't see it that I mean, I don't see it just as work. It's, it's a, it's a passion. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't work those long hours and all these times if I didn't enjoy it. I mean, you, you have to enjoy that. And, and obviously it's, I don't see that as being sustainable forever of being able to just go, go, go and travel and go to these, all, all these different places. But I'm getting to, to go to places that I've always dreamed of going. I get to work with the people that I've, I've looked up to for, for years and it's just, it's, it's invigorating. I mean, it's exciting. And so where that actual end game is, it's, it's hard to establish because I don't, we haven't necessarily established it, but we know kind of 
in a, in a, in a kind of a fuzzy sense of where we want to continue to grow to, to get to, but it's not, it's not an end state. It's more of a, 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 a constant process because the, the way you do things change the, how you're creating, how people consume is changing as well. And I think it's just, it's that process to stay mobile and to stay growing into that. So, um, it's been exciting, but we're also at that point now with, with bringing more people on, you have to continue to, to translate that vision and that mission to more people. So then it allows us to realize and, and put down in stone, like, okay, yeah, this is what we're building towards because we need to bring more people on board to help us get there. So it's helping to crystallize more of, of, of what that roadmap looks like, but it's still, it still is not exactly completely clear, but you know, we're, we're still excited with all the things that have come with it. So, yeah, we're, I think that we're right there with you of still crystallizing that mission <clears throat> and vision. Yeah. Cause I feel like it's kind of been within me for a long time, but it's gotten just jostled around over the last four and a half years. And it's nice now to be taking the time to sit down and say, Yes, the vision is the original vision, put healthy food in people's pack, or no, the vision has changed and actually we want to be a household name across the globe or whatever it is, it's nice to be able to step back from the daily operations Mm -hmm. and for us to take the time to make that mission and vision and those core values crystal clear to everybody else that comes into the business but it does it does take time and it takes yeah. work and it takes like dedicated brain painful <laughs> ow like there's yeah. so much to it and it's not something that you can just like determine one day and stick with forever it mm-hmm. feels like it changes over time and you've got yeah. to be willing to keep revisiting that mission and that vision so that you can communicate it really well to everybody. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's the beauty of it is that it's also not set in stone. Yeah. You yeah. know, you can change it at any time and, yeah. and change course, whatever direction you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's um, even going back to, you know, taking the time to step back, but also to, you know, reward yourself along the way. And I think as long as that is... Um, you know, it might be some motivation to know that you can get to that point to, to reflect, but you also, I think some people get to where they think, okay, I'm going to get to the point where I don't have to keep, you know, I, this thing is going to do itself and I can just step back and do, you know, I, I can make something that's just going to do it, everything on its own. I mean, there's some, maybe some anomalies that happen that way to mm-hmm. where you can just create something and just let it go. And then you manage it from the outside, but there, there's so much, you know, it's hard to say what, what time frame it's going to take to get something that's even sustainable and the amount of work that it takes. So many people just don't put in enough time in the years to get to that point And they just see where someone is and think, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to work and come up with this idea and this passion and, and just, it's going to work. And I think that that was one of the things I wanted to ask from your guys' perspective as well is those that have an idea, you know, this, this concept, this, this product, this, you know, this thing that they want to bring to the market, to the industry, outdoor, you know, ho- however that may be, um, that they're held back because maybe they don't have the work ethic to put in enough time to make it happen or, you know, just the seeing all the other people doing everything else. And they don't think they can compete with that. I mean, how, 
what have you seen to be one of the bigger obstacles for people to step into where you guys have been or even other creatives or whatever that might be that that you've seen to be able to you've been able to overcome you know maybe to apply to them that they can take and run with it as well I want you to go first I tend to take over (laughs) I can talk forever yeah, you can. <laughs> um, it's all good stuff. It's, great stuff. it's all quality. <laughs> so j- just to be clear, you're asking, you know, like, what are some of the obstacles for someone who might be looking from the outside yeah. and keeping them from jumping into this exactly. grand it's, world it's, of entrepreneurship? There's, there's some great right? things that you can do, and if people have great ideas and grandiose. They, they want to do it, but they won't. And, and there's something holding them back or just what have you seen that holds them back? And what, what do you think would be a good way to get beyond that? Man, it's, uh, even if it's just something that you guys have, have had to, to foresee, maybe not necessarily what everybody yeah. experiences, but yeah, 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 totally. So I think that, um, for me, it seems like a, a, a big, de, uh, detractor (laughs) a big day detractor from from the allure of entrepreneurship (laughs) is just like when you okay so when you sit down and truly try and talk yourself into taking the taking the leap yeah into entrepreneurship there are a lot of reasons not to yeah. You have a lot of justifications why you should not do that. And uh and there's a lot of horror stories out there. There's a lot of failures mm-hmm. and and I think that's that's a big reason for people not to even j- just to just to dismiss it cuz you've got, you know, many people have their safety net. They've yeah. already got a good job, or they've got benefits and that's mm-hmm. something we hear all the time like yeah, well, uh, you know, I've got this job. I make blah blah blah, and I've got benefits and da 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 da. The benefits. The benefits. Oh, the benefits. What are benefits? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how do uh, I get? How long has it been since oh, I've had to, health insurance? Uh, a job. No. Nope. Mm. Oh, okay. nope. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, and they're valid reasons. Like you have to. I think a lot of people have to consider their life. You know yeah. what responsibilities they have and and what decisions what uh um yeah what decisions they've made and 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 at what position they are in their life yeah so um for for many many people it it just truly seems like it's a matter of security yeah um that that and uncertainty there's no mm-hmm. guarantee from an entrepreneur standpoint yeah. that you're going to make money. Um, and yeah. Yeah. If you're passionate enough, you have to step past that. Yeah. I have a hard time with the security piece cause I, I haven't been employed for a long time. Not cause I'm not employ unemployable, but I just <laughs> have worked for myself for a long time. Yeah. And it's hard for me to hear people use the excuse of, well, I have a good job because you can be fired at any point. So that to me, that sense of security is a little bit false, but I feel like in the journey of building Heather's choice, there have been not thousands, millions of opportunities to quit. And I think like we've had, 
we I started off the business with like a recall because I didn't have the permits that I needed. And then we had bad batches of food from co-packers and we had lack of capital. We've had terrible employees, like every opportunity yeah. under the sun to say, you know what? It's too hard. I'm done. We're, we're out of here. Yeah. And I think that for me as an individual, I have a little bit of uh, bulldogged determinedness. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I really weird. can't quit until it's very, very, very obvious that it's in everybody's best interest that we're done. And for me right now where I stand with the business, it's very clear that that's not the case. Yeah. There's a lot more people that will benefit from this being successful then there are people who will benefit from it being over with. Yeah. And so I I feel like you have to have a sense of I want to say urgency, but a sense of passion or a sense of determination to say, you know what? Like I've got a service that I'm providing that really needs to be out there mm -hmm. in the world. And so regardless of all the things pointing to this is a bad decision yeah. or this is risky. Yeah. You're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Cause I think all of us sitting in this room, we mm -hmm. could go make great money working for anybody. We're yeah. all very hireable, highly skilled mm -hmm. individuals, sure. but we're deciding to take a big risk and drive towards a vision that's bigger than ourselves. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Th just think about the people that we get to see at these shows. You know, I keep coming back to the shows because I, I truly feel like they are so important uh, mm -hmm. from a a personal experience standpoint yeah. where you see people from very, very well-to-do companies mm -hmm. <laughs> and the founders are here. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and they are hundreds of millions of dollars in, you know, net worth or whatever, revenue, whatever you want to say. But the the names are here and it's not because they are who they are you know it's not because it's kindle Required. card or whoever you know whoever mm -hmm. from these certain companies but it's because there's still work to be done yeah they don't just like they didn't just build this company up and now they're sitting back in their you know uh leather chair mm -hmm. uh uh, with their glass of scotch, like circling their <laughs> ice around, like yes, yeah. go, yes, very nice, you know, yeah. and collecting their pay. That's not how it works. Yeah, and it, I don't know anyone who owns a business who is in that position. Yeah, I yeah. I don't even know people who have sold businesses right. who are in that position. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you always have to be doing something. And Mike, I think what you said earlier that stuck with me is that whole concept of loving what you do every day. And I have a really hard time with that because there are a lot of days where <laughs> I don't necessarily love the work that needs to be sure. done, but in the big picture, yeah, like the fact that we get to sit here with you and hang with this crowd of people and this is quote unquote work for us yeah. is pretty darn gratifying. And yeah. it's worth all of the days that we argue and you know, feel really dumb because we've never done this before or it's mm -hmm. long hours. Like it's worth all of the hardship. Yeah. Considering the benefit that we have, that we get to work with people that we love and we have a great product and it's easy to sell and 
like we're learning every single day. Yeah. So the overall experience, yeah. I do think you have to love that. I don't think you have to love yeah. every single day of it. That's exactly. not reality for yeah. us. Yeah, no, and absolutely. I mean, and that's, like you said, it, it's a high level view of every single what what's goes into that because yeah, the reality is there's, there's, there's sucky days, there's early mornings and late nights and you, you feel tired and don't want to do it. But like you said, you're building towards something that's much larger than that one moment of despair or a, a client that you have to deal with or some issue that has to be resolved with a, with an employee or whatever it might be. I mean, there's those parts, if you don't have that overall picture and you also have the, 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 the ownership mentality of that. This is, this is building a much larger picture. It's not about this one moment that would cause maybe somebody else to just <laughs> throw in the towel and quit because you know that, no, I'm passionate. I want to see this through all the rest. And so I'm going to choose to, to take this on and do it. And no matter whether you feel not wanting, <laughs> you know, not adequate at that moment or, or whatever. And I think that's the, the difference that does make it where you're, you're bought in completely. And it's not just saying that, Oh yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. It's like, no, I've, I've taken this on this full challenge, whether hell or high water, literally it just, you know, whatever may come, I'm going to continue to grow into this thing. Which is why I see entrepreneurship as being really equivocal to being an athlete. Mm. So if, if you're a long distance runner and you have a bad training day, you don't just say, screw it. I'm not going to race next weekend. <laughs> or if you have a great race and you win, you don't say, eh, I'm done here. Yeah. Like you sign up for more races. You push yeah. yourself a little bit further. You take up a whole brand new sport, whatever it may be. Yeah. And that's been really helpful for me to visualize myself as an athlete in this whole process and say, today practice didn't go very well. <laughs> I actually yeah. had a terrible practice yeah. and I hate this sport right now, <laughs> yeah. but I am still going to go to yeah. practice tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And when, when we have a championship, we'll go out for a steak dinner and <laughs> drink wine and get yeah. ready to do it all again on Monday. Yeah. And so I think if you can look at it as sort of a lifelong endeavor as an athlete, I feel like that paints a pretty good picture of what mm-hmm. entrepreneurship really is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. I mean, it's it's all, it's the ups and downs, but it's also continuing to grow towards that, that, uh, the vision, the goal. And cause if, if you're looking at the short term, it's not, it's, it's just not. <laughs> it's not very gratifying. Yeah. You get there and you're yeah. like, now what? Yeah. Which I will say that Brad and I both, I think are working through that right now of, okay, what is our long term goal. Yeah. Like, I don't necessarily see myself at 60 years old, still making pack rooms and <laughs> yeah. So what, what is that? Like what's, what's kind of, I mean, it doesn't have to be the, f- the far end vision too, but just like what's kind of those next things that are on the horizon with, with Heather's choice and, and where do you see kind of the next step? I, there's a bajillion next steps. So for <laughs> us as a business, we've done a great job as a a digital business, you know, so we've done really well with Mm -hmm. e-commerce, Kickstarter, that sort of domain. And now we're stepping into the world of distribution and retail and trying to make our products more easily accessible to people. 
I think the biggest thing to not gloss over is that we have our own manufacturing facility now in Anchorage that Brad runs. That is huge. It's awesome. And it's made a world of difference for us. And it's something that we always wanted. But then if you look way down the road, that's where the the hard work is to be done. Because I can see a really big picture of Heather's choice of we're a global brand. We have multiple kitchens across the globe that produce high quality products made with locally sourced ingredients. And it's, it's almost too big to wrap my head around, let alone communicate that to a group of people. And it's too big. It's almost scary. It's Mm. like, Oh, I can actually see this as a reality, but I don't even know if I'm ready to, to commit to it yet. Yeah. And then in the shorter term, I can really see Heather's choice products on the shelf right there next to our biggest competitors and it commanding a lot of attention and being a really well-respected high quality premium brand that people are super grateful for and really excited about. So I feel like that's just a little bit closer to us right now. And something Mm -hmm. that we can really strive for is how do we maintain quality? How do we stay premium? How do we make ourselves more easily accessible and how do we continue to gain really good feedback from our customers to give them what they want, which yeah. is more dinner options, more packaroon flavors, <laughs> uh, hot drinks, trail yeah. mixes. You know, it's yeah. it's good to get that customer feedback, and that drives mm-hmm. a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. You agree? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the easiest yeah. answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's exciting. I mean, it's, it's been exciting to see the, the early on process, but all the, also the, 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 the things that are coming down the road and, and even just the growth that, that you guys have been able to experience and, and, and growing into larger spaces and more people. I mean, it's just, it's that, uh, I'm sure it's, it's growing pains at time, but it's still, it's still growing and it's, it's, it's really exciting to see that process continue. So. Well, when did Silverline start? I feel like our businesses are kind of evolving at a similar pace, aren't they? Yeah. Officially, we launched in 2012. Um, so we were um, actually launched out of a, a, a ultra marathon race that was taking place and we were going to film it, but we had no way to promote anything to the people that were attending. And so it was kind of the impetus to to get a name and to get a business and, and start that process. We knew we wanted to do that, but it just gave us that extra motivation to do it. And so, um, and then ever since then, it, it just, a lot of it has grown so organically. I mean, and, and, and it's, it's exciting to see that process and the individual people that have contributed to that over the years of introducing this person and this person, you know, where that led to along the way. And so that's, I think to, to get to an, another level is to then take that into your hands and, and try to direct it somewhat. So it's not just going organically into all these different ways is kind of figuring out what, what main, you know, positions we want to set ourselves up in and, and take that on because I mean, there's a lot of opportunity out there, but um, you know, it's it, when you have good relationships with people, I think that the people aspect of that is really core. And that's, that's been able to grow, you know, really well through that. So, and I think that you're spot on with that of talking about how initially businesses can kind of grow organically. 
And then there comes a time where you have to start being a little bit more deliberate about the opportunities that you want to take advantage of and being able to say no to -hmm. other things. Cause we get that pretty frequently where people have ideas of where we should take the business and Mm -hmm. what we should do. And we have to have a clear enough vision of what we want to accomplish, be able to say, no, thank you. And that's equally, if not more important than saying yes to opportunities. Yeah. And that's, that's hard because you want to, you want to accommodate everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to, but it's, it's in the end, it's gotta be, uh, intentional and, and building towards, like I said, a, a, a vision or at least a, a goal along the way. So, um, but yeah, it's exciting along the whole the whole process. <laughs> well, I hope you know that we recommend you to everybody for video work because <laughs> the video work we've gotten from Silverline Films has been stellar. It helped us with a successful Kickstarter campaign, and we've got great YouTube videos on our website. And of course, we're always big fans. <laughs> yes, and likewise, we're <laughs> always always pushing the the good solid nutrition in the back country because I came from the guiding background of, of, of much less better options. <laughs> Let's just say it that way. Yeah, and, right. uh, Let's be real yeah, considerate. Yeah. But, uh, but it's, you know, having, you know, from, from creating videos and, and, and media to, you know, having good food, it's, it's comes down to, you know, you want to work with good people, that's creating good things and it really, you know, can prepare you for whatever that, that task you have at hand. So, yeah, it makes it a lot easier if you know what you want to do and where you want to go and you start surrounding yourself with good people, Yeah, which is why we've tried to stay, uh, really well connected in the hunting industry because Mm -hmm. they've taken such good care of us and we want to find every way that we can, give back because yeah. coming to Western hunting expo does feel like almost like a family reunion for us. <laughs> and yeah. that's going to be something that's going to be really fun to, to continue to foster and grow over the years. Yeah. Yeah. And not just from a business standpoint, but it's part of our way of life too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is our community. Yeah, for sure. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's huge. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for, for being on the podcast today. We definitely appreciate it and uh, getting to spend time finding a little bit more about uh, maybe in the some of the origins and, and kind of where things are going and exciting to be a part of that uh, uh, process and to see it, see it, see it growing and, and exciting. And we're excited for, for the future of Heather's Choice as well. So Yeah, it's like I say, it's fun to share the journey with good friends. Yeah. It's never easy, but it is gratifying. That's for yeah, sure. Exactly. Well, thanks again for being on the podcast. And so where hey, can people find out more about uh, Heather's Choice? You can find us, heatherschoice.com. That's the best place to check out what's on our adventure menu. Uh, we're also really active on Instagram and a little bit on Facebook and a little bit on YouTube. But heatherschoice.com would be a great place to start. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, thanks again, and uh, we'll be talking again soon. Thanks, Micah. (laughs) Thanks.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you're able to glean some valuable insights from this episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and let us know what you thought and your feedback. We would love to hear from you. If you want to find out more, visit silverlinefilm.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook under Silverline Films. And we look forward to seeing you next week on Silverline Behind the Frame.